Okay, so welcome Elise to my first podcast. Thank you so much. So I want to start off with, before we dive into our juicy chat that could go anywhere, I want to ask you a few questions, just to introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. So the first question is, what season were you born? The next question is, what side of your family or genetic line do you identify with the most? And the mm-hmm. third is, what do you do in your spare time that you love? So season, I was born in winter. Do you mean literally? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was born in oh, winter. What do you, what were you thinking? <laughs> I thought like maybe like what season mum was going through when I was born. <laughs> Where was your mum on the medicine wheel? When as, as a woman. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? That, that question is just like open to interpretation from now on. I love that. So winter, winter baby. Mm-hmm. And the next question was what side of your family or genetic line do you identify with the most? Mm. ultra anything really like whatever comes up first thing that comes up is probably because it's fresh in our hearts is granddad's side of the family I guess because he grew up with 12 11 siblings so 12 of them and they lived on a farm and they were very like what I'm not going to say very one with nature because it was still probably like you know um the 30s through to the the 60s so it was like you know still different to ancient time but it was yeah more aligned with say more um decolonized than we are now yeah close yeah. to the root yeah yeah although they use pesticides all over the place and everything like that <laughs> um they still had that um farm i guess nature connection um create your own food that kind of thing so I think another thing that you would resonate with is Nana's I believe it was Nana's Nana I actually don't know fully I have a mini snippet recording of me talking to Nana about it um but the herbal she was a herbalist and she had her own house and it was almost like the vintage version of a retreat um where people would come she would cook all night sleep in had someone else who helped them and they and she helped them with herbs and just helped them heal in like in a retreat I guess like space and hearing that I'm like "Mm, that resonates Mm." and then obviously we always talk about we have 116th Spanish so I like to rock that (laughs) so yeah um that European vibe does that answer that question yeah I love it and what do you love doing in your spare time love doing I love learning literally like as a Gemini and you could probably rattle off a few other things in my charts um I have yeah just a thirst for knowledge (laughs) just just knowledge just whether it's to teach someone or just to no stuff (laughs) so yeah learning either I do have to hold myself back sometimes because sometimes I can tell that I'm not connected to my body and I'm just in my head. So it's a discipline that I have to learn to, to hold myself back. Everything good has to be disciplined. So, yeah, huh. I, I think you also have Venus in Gemini, which is and like Mark. you've got, I think you've got a lot of prominent placements in Gemini and Gemini really is like information and Mercury. for you. 
communication's sake. A Mercury in, in Gemini. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so everyone, this chat's going to be full of information. Um, so I really wanted to dive into, because I guess where I'm at right now is I've been doing energy healing, energy work, you know, working in the invisible unseen world for years now. And I never thought I would get to this place where I'm craving the science. I love the woo-woo. I love the mystery. I love the miracles. I love the, I don't know what's real and what, you know, that kind of space, the abyss, you know, I love that. I've got to the point now though, especially probably diving into healing work essentially as my profession, full-time work, and looking at people's, I guess, integration periods, what's shifting, what's not shifting, why it's shifting, why it's not shifting. I really wanted to unpack that and understand the science behind it because for me, like my work really is in what the result people get from me holding space for their healing, which really is what it is. You know, I really do believe that people's spirits heal themselves and our body can heal itself if given half the chance, right? So I'm in this space now where I'm, you know, I've, I've actually transitioned a lot from working in the invisible world, doing working on the invisible body, doing a lot of that work, and now moving into this new way of doing things that I've learned recently, um, which I'm loving, and I'm seeing quicker integration periods. And I want to unpack this with you because I feel like we've dived into this before. We've dived into, I guess, the physical level of um, trauma held within the body and things like that. But, you know, the way I see it at the moment, like there are so many modalities out there and there's so many people that aren't even using modalities that are having huge shifts in their life. You know, I'm seeing people losing weight and that changing their entire life. You know, the way that they look at the world, the way that they move through the world, um, the jobs that they want to do, you know, businesses they're starting, just literally from going on like a 30-day cleanse or, you know, from cutting something out of their diet, there's actually a, a shift in their entire reality. And in I know, cells. sorry? Shift in their cells. Yes. And I know like I'm really interested in epigenetics at the moment and understanding that a little bit more. And I think, yeah, there's a few people speaking about that more so in the spiritual world than there has been in the past. And I think that that's really, I mean, it's crucial now. I mean, as, I mean, even if you look at the energetics of it, as the feminine rises, you know, it's met by the masculine and there's this divine union. And I really see like the spiritual energetic world, the abyss, the dark matter, you know, if you even look at the, at the atomic level, like the dark matter, is like held by this structure, this form, the masculine. And I see this kind of coming, you know, as a, as a unity, like there's like a unified, yeah, this unity that's occurring in the way that we look at this kind of stuff. Yeah. And we were talking about, so I want to dive into it. I don't know what question I want to ask. I guess I just want to like put it out to you, but like what do you see as happening? Because I know we've spoken about like, for instance, people losing weight, they're obviously losing you know, toxins, I guess, in the body that are changing the environment. 
like let's dive into that like what do you what do you what's the first thoughts that are kind of coming to coming up for you around all that and how people can just shift purely by changing their lifestyle all the choices that they're making the first thing that comes to mind is there has to be something to inspire that action and pretty much what i've learned is it's a decision most of the time it's a painful one because we always go towards pleasure and away from pain, but more predominantly away from pain because it's louder and it hurts. <laughs> so whether it's a build-up, it's like what people talk about when they say breakthrough. It's that moment that that's like that's enough pain and that pleasure of that vision of me is better and this pain is too bad. So it's like a, a click. So that's where I that's where I believe from what I've learned and studied like a little bit in neurolinguistic programming and also just like all that. What then happens from that would probably come from the ripple of the power of the mind because once you've made that decision that that can all of a sudden make you consistent in the habits, the behaviours, the choices that you make from that moment. Obviously, no one's perfect and everyone's human, but compound effect of better choices, 1% better every day is better than neutral or less, you know. So, that's yeah, that's where I would say it would start. In terms of what's ha happening physically, that, I guess, comes back to the fact that it is obviously very by individual because it depends what's happening in the first place. Our bodies aren't like a car that a mechanic can just go and take things out and replace them. And um, although we try to do that, it does have like repercussions, but it, it's one of those individual things. But I think it starts with the power of the mind and those habits would be the cleansing that happens that you were talking about you know, our body regenerating consistently, our cells regenerating at different times. Essentially, like, you're just cleaning. Like, you, it, but you have to make the decision to start with. So by cleaning, I mean shifting habits that of this, like, built up of all this, you know, whether that's physical, chemical or emotional stress over a lifetime. Like I often joke about like with my chiropractors because I've got multiple chiropractors and I love when people, I used to work for one as well, and it was so funny when people would come in and they wouldn't get, I'm not going to say instant relief because some of them did, but there's there's people who like they might come back multiple times and not find massive relief and they're confused even though they've been putting physical, chemical and emotional stress on their whole body and their nervous system for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years and they think two, three visits are going to reverse that. It's a cleaning process. It's kind of like a threshold, I guess. Yeah, there's so much I want to say. First of all, wow, such a crucial point you make. It's the decision um, for someone to make that change. And I think about, you know, even people coming to me for a healing, the willingness, the willingness of them, you know, to actually be there and to shift 
left, you know, really that intention of I'm coming for this issue, I'm wanting to shift this and I'm open to shifting this, you know, they, they do, they do see that shift and they're committed to as well integrating that, right, mm-hmm. and allowing for that rewiring to take place as and well. Often something's happened and they've just pushed them over and they're like, I'm booking in with Madeline. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I get a lot of people that are on that edge of, like, help me. (laughs) Like, I've tried everything or I'm in a mess or I don't even know where to begin. I just know that I need to to shift. And our spirit knows exactly what we need. You know, whatever comes up in a session, we're given keys and that's exactly what we can work on. But it's that willingness that's needed for, I mean, that is really number one when it comes to healing. And that's what I've seen as well. There, that, you know, I have seen people that, you know, they've, they've come in and you can almost tell and also observing like even my friends, some of my friends, like some people really choose to be in certain states. They make that choice because it's serving them in some way and whether that's something that they've set up in a past life or in this life, it's serving them in some way or they've created it for a reason so it's that willingness to shift it. I mean, really, could that be the core thing? Because it's without healing, without any of this stuff, if you're willing to shift the way that you move through the world, the way that you think, and you're really committed to that, I mean, maybe that's all it is. And I know we were speaking about as well, um, like you were saying, like the layers, it's like, as you know, as I've, we've studied, we've both actually studied a bit of kinesiology and, and how different emotions link to different organs and meridians and that type of thing. I've definitely noticed there is a consistency in where emotions are held within the body. And we were speaking about like we had this aha moment because I was really looking like looking into the integration period for some people. Some it's like some people shift like straight after a session. It's just like instant. And then some people it's two weeks, some people don't shift at all. You know, this new method, I'm definitely seeing more quicker shifts, but I was thinking about it. And then that's when we spoke about, oh, hold on. So what if something happened in a past life or in this life or some kind of projection from a parent that that person has taken on, held within their body, they've consciously and maybe also unconsciously or with spirit released it but their body, the cells of their body still have a memory of it. And, you know, I think about like our holographic reality, like our cells are a universe in their own right. You know, they are, they are a fractal of the hologram. So if they have their own memory and their own, I guess, song and frequency, could it not be so that they could then recreate that or hold that same frequency if they're not nurtured in an environment where they can actually have that shift or have that um, integration into what that being wants to now, you know, hold the, the way they want to live and that type of thing. And, yeah, we were talking about, like, <laughs> I mean, it would be a really cool case study to do, like, for people that have had a broken heart or held a lot of anger to see how long it takes them to shift it and also how long it takes for the cells to regenerate in those areas <laughs> to see if there's any kind of correlation because our body is so incredible and I think we forget how intelligent it is because it just does what it's doing when we're not even thinking about it. And if that's the case, 
you know what's to say they're not it there's not parts of us that are actually although we've released things even you know even in the invisible body there's been a release has that been fully taken in and has that environment been nurtured for those cells to regenerate and create that new version of you you know I was thinking you know I've seen people like I've said you know lose weight go on these kind of lifestyle changes and they're entire reality has changed and it's just there it's because they've changed the environment on a micro level and it's then reflected in the macro and I guess like I said at the start of this before we started recording my intention here really is to kind of open this dialogue and like we are students in this space like I will never claim to know it all Um, and I really love learning around all this. And for me, like what happens with my clients and what happens with people around me and different things that happen, like, it's so interesting for me. Cause I'm like, what, what is actually, what is that? What is happening right there? Cause it's so, I mean, there's so much we don't know about the world and there's so little research out there that I guess is readily available for us to really dive into. And I guess we have to you know, piece it all together, your science mind and my understanding of energetics. What what have you felt? Because you've had so many shifts in your life. What have you felt has been, because you, you know, you've moved, you're living in this beautiful location now, doing this really amazing job, you know, got a few things on the side. Like what what do you feel has kind of been the thing that has created the shift, apart from obviously the decision? to to do that has it been practices has it been like analyzing your beliefs you know mm-hmm. we've done healings as well I guess but what has what do you feel like that kind of thing in your life is that's really kind of anchored you there's probably lots of things <laughs> like I said I'm always learning so it's like a cumulative like even when I'm talking I know you spoke on um, not claiming to know it all and I'm I'm coming from the exact same point of view sometimes I speak as if I know it all because because as a I'm gonna say as a Gemini but as who I am I speak kind of like if I don't know I hypothesize like I I, I put a theory out there a lot of this will be like that because like we were saying we're, there's no studies on this kind of thing just before we had our retreat Mads in Exmouth I did a NLP, neuro-linguistic, like five-day intensive course. But in it, the most powerful thing, NLP helped understand, and it's great. Um, There's still more to learn in that world for myself. The um, timeline therapy that I did, which is similar to some of the works, practices you used. And I have a feeling that that inspired a lot because one of the things I actually decided to do at that course and I released the fear around that was to move and I put a date on it so I actually kind of like and there was a decision as well like we won't play that down but it was um and the reason I say we won't play it down is because I almost like hesitated on the decision at one point about timing and as soon as I hesitated I felt like like I felt that anxiety where it was like uncertainty but then as soon as I was like nope I'm going. It felt good again. But when I was unsure, it didn't. So I was like, I'm just going to own my decision. Like, and, oh, I have to say this as well. 
um, I don't know where it came up, but I remember when I said I own my decision, there was a point around that time that I was like, if I ever get a tattoo, I would get the, like the little arrows on my pointer finger for like direction. And it would be like, you know, like there's no one path, just kind of keep changing your direction. Like, you know, they talk about the aeroplanes that are off their path 97% of the time, but every minute they're redirecting their path. And it's like, so I was just like, I'm not going to go anywhere if I keep questioning my decision. Just make the decision, own it, move through with it, um, like tie, like put a timeline on it so that you actually have to follow up, put it out there so you have to be accountable because accountability is very core for me to actually get things done. I've realised very, <laughs> I've realised to embrace more recently. But, yeah, so having that, owning that direction because if it's wrong, you just turn around, you just change, you just go right instead of left like there's you know we know how to drive around a road that you it might be a really long roundabout but like you can get back there eventually um but yeah and I guess part of that is in checking in with yourself to make sure it's in alignment because if if you don't do that then you get a lot further down the road before you realize you should have turned around or you should have taken a turn so I love that I'm just you know as as you were speaking I was like the, I mean really it's like that decision and then committing to the decision. And the thing that throws you off that path is the limiting beliefs, right? But then I guess when I look about, like, look at the energetics of it, you know, we're also dealing with interdimensional interference. We're dealing with, you know, like actual energetic blocks that are, that are held within the field, all of these types of things. However, still saying that, I know for a fact that people without any energy healing, without any awareness of them having interdimensional attachments, spirits in their field, any energy blocks, projections they've internalized, you know, any of this kind of stuff, really, if you can hold yourself on that track, on that path, keeping yourself at a vibration that is in resonance with that, anything in the way of that falls away because it's not in resonance with it. I mean, we're looking at the universe as like this beautiful song and there's, you know, you tune into different, I guess, rhythms within, within this beautiful song. And if you have a certain decision or you decide to change yourself or change your path or whatever it might be in life, you know, manifest something, you're aligning yourself to that frequency and anything, I mean, anything that is not in alignment with that has to fall away. If you can hold that vibration. I mean, if you look at even just, um, you know, I've joined this beautiful like abundant circle, which is so new to me, but it was so interesting because when I, when I stepped into that space, it's like I, just kind of clocked in with this like resonance of all the people in that space. And from there, like so many abundant things started happening because I started being like, this is possible. This is amazing. Like it was like this whole coming from this new space of, um, yeah, being really supported and held. And then all of these different things in my life started to eventuate. And I felt really abundant, really, you know, really blessed, really lucky. I was, I was kind of in this, in this space, I guess you could say. And it was just purely from making a decision 
to kind of align myself to that frequency. You know, it was really, really interesting to watch it all happen. And again, like speaking about like instrumental interference, like that's a whole other topic, but, you know, I, I know that certain negative beliefs and emotions and um, mostly like our emotions and feelings are really kind of like food source for these things, right? And they want to set up situations so that you continue to feel certain ways and you stay in that certain vibration. But if you can like recognize that and recognize where the blocks are or where you feel like you're a bit ick or there's just that thing that's coming up and you actually realign it, like we're so powerful. Our spirit is so powerful that we can actually stay on that path still and like, you know, everything can kind of fall away if it's not in resonance. So it's like even without energetics, even without like timeline therapy, even without all of this kind of modality stuff, really, I mean, at the core of it, maybe it is just decision. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Maybe this is all wrong, but could it just be decision and a commitment to that, you know, really being clear on what you want, where you're going, who you want to be, what character you want to play in this life, whatever it might be, and holding that. Maybe it's just as simple as that. And that's why so many people get so many shifts just simply from daily practice, you know, meditation, yoga, you know, all these different kind of manifestation practices, um, diet changes, drinking good water, you know, all of these things have vibrational resonance to the things that are blocking us, you know, chemicals in our water and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's, you know, it's really interesting thinking about that and I love that you shared that you know that was a really big I mean it was like that you know breaking point I feel like that's a whole topic in itself <laughs> like that that breaking point because it's like does that come from a place of fear <laughs> and is that you know can we actually create from a place of love yeah that's a good point because like as I was saying Often we're going away from pain, which is fear, fear of that. But when you you have to actually have something you're going towards. So that's where the vision, the manifesting, the like, you know, scripting, those kind of practices or talking about what you want to achieve, which is something I didn't say, but this place that we, I'm going to say manifested. I asked Seb to help me manifest because he has so much, so little resistance that he's really good at it <laughs> um and like within three weeks of living in a beautiful boat shed we have a spot on the lake in the water in not in the water but <laughs> basically <laughs> um and I before moving had in my mind a beautiful waterfront space I was working a couple of days in a pathology lab because that's what I was studying in and I wanted to delve into that working from home I had no like I had no idea how any of that was going to actually happen and it turned out that I ended up getting a job working from home with in a completely unrelated field but has taught me so much especially like in discipline and 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 really pulling out my creative in a flow kind of way um but that's again a topic for another day but I had that and then out of nowhere a job not out of nowhere but felt like out of nowhere a job that I'd applied for like months prior to even deciding to move um and interviewed for they called me and they're like hey do you want 
two days a week in the lab. And I was like, like, how do you just manifest two days a week in a lab? Like, <laughs> that's so like out there, well, you would think, but it wasn't to me because I was like, normally you'd like go full time and you like slowly drop out or you go whatever. But like there, it's just really magical how that happened. Um, and I just wanted to put that in there just for the power of that vision because that was there. And I don't remember how many, I think I spoke to people about how I'd love to do a couple of days a week, a couple at home, but I didn't know what homework looked like. I didn't know what the lab looked like. I really wanted to live. I loved Merriweather. Um, that's kind of like 45 minutes from where, I, 35 minutes from where I am, close to where I work. So I get to be there in my lunch breaks and it's just like, Whoa! so I just have to say that because it's kind of like, I guess it's like, yes, that fear triggers it of fit pain, but to bring you back into residence, you have to have an epic pleasure to move towards like epic vision. Yeah. Move. I love that. I, you know, I keep thinking there was this sort of, I guess, vision spirit sort of gave me and it was around manifesting you know clearing blocks and manifesting and one of the things I noticed was I cleared a lot of blocks around abundance and like not taking um sort of like being a victim in my life and things like that where it's sort of like why me why is this happening why can't I have this abundance why can't I have this life that I want to live I cleared so much of that like it was like over the course of like two months just seeing triggers come up and then diving into them and the funny thing was nothing really happened. So nothing happened for like a couple of months, probably a little bit longer until I actually sat down and started doing some, I guess, manifestation. It wasn't so much scripting, but I was more kind of jotting down things that I really love in my life presently and things that I wanted more of and things that I wanted to bring in. And it was so interesting. I literally wrote, I can't actually remember the exact example, but it was so interesting because I wrote this sentence down and I, it was so funny. Like I remember it so clearly. I wrote this sentence down and I came out of the room and Ash, for those that don't know, Ash is my husband. Ash said, blah, 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 whatever it was. And I was like, wait, what? And it was like this, instant manifestation right and I sat with I was shocked to begin with like what is this woo-woo magic which part of this podcast is I want to really be dismantling the idea that there are miracles <laughs> and that we are just in a miracle and it's just really understanding universal law but it was I sat with it and I was like ah so what happened was that I cleared blocks, right, from this, you call it timeline, I call it time track, right? I cleared blocks from this time track, but I hadn't actually created the new time track I wanted to be on. And the way I saw, sort of saw it was like these energy cords kind of like, you know, going out where, yeah, like these kind of like energy lines, like... And yeah like going out and sort of like you know with your arrow sort of shooting out to where you're wanting to be and I mean I you know I'm thinking about you know like the brain and like the neuro neurological oh, yeah. and and then like, they call them dendrites yes <laughs> like I'm visualizing that 
as like energy and it's you know, I think part of it is is that you can clear these trauma, struggles, blocks, beliefs, but if you haven't got a clear vision of where you actually want to go, I mean, you could remain stagnant because it's like the energy's got nowhere to move and everything's moving. Everything's always in motion, right, and, and everything is energy. So if the energy hasn't got anywhere to move, <laughs> you know, it's like you clear all these blocks, but then, you know, where are you then shooting this you know infinite energy that you have coming through um so yeah I just really love that because I know that you've always been like a big one for like vision boards I never could get into it I don't know why I just I mean that's the thing like did at one point because I remember it oh really yeah I network marketing you were like look at all this oh yeah I mean network marketing is so good for that kind of stuff I I guess I do in a sense I am visual, like if I put lots of plants around my house, I feel really abundant. <laughs> but it's it's like I do need to get more into the visuals. But, again, it's it's sort of like being, I mean, the visuals invoke an emotion which invokes like this energy. I think it's just what invokes your energy to then see what's possible. And I know like people talk about, um, I think her name is Lacey Phillips. She's incredible. I've listened to a few of her podcasts um, but she, she te- speaks about expanders. So you like look at different people doing different things and you see them as expanders. So it's like that's possible for me. Yeah. yeah. So it's like this whole kind of expanding your awareness, which I really understand from an energetic side of things because I know that if you receive knowledge from someone who truly believes in something, the energy behind that is a lot more significant and potent than if you hear the same information from someone who doesn't believe rat shit about what they're talking about, right? And so, yeah, it's just like this really cool kind of, there's lots of different ways, I guess. This is kind of turned into like a, a manifestation chat, I guess. But, yeah. I mean, really that's what it is because we are always creating and I think there is this kind of idea of manifestation being a thing and yeah. people are good at manifesting or not good at manifesting, but that's like absolute BS because we are all always manifesting. Like we are always creating, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. So, you know, it's sort of like this strange topic because it's seen as a skill <laughs> when really all it is is, I guess, people being clear about what they want and clearing things that. No, not even clearing things, just committing to it, isn't it? Which yeah. we've, what, what we've come to in this, in this yeah. time. Mm. I think if like one thing that came up and I wrote it down because my brain is, can be scattery because <laughs> I'm like all the things, um, but it was the awareness, like you just said, like quotation, people are, some people are, think they're bad at manifesting in reality if they would think that it's probably because they're not checking in with themselves. So that's on that topic, but also just in general, um, you mentioned a little while back about, you know, the body's doing its own thing. It's amazing. It's like so freaking fabulous. Um, So imagine how much more fabulous it could be if you actually gave it more attention, more, intentional awareness and I think that's one of the things 
that is really potent in people who have practices like you were talking about. So it may not be any modalities. It's just they're actually just checking in with what they're feeling, what they're needing, what they what feels off, what doesn't that comes back to resonance, like whether it like they're in line with it or not. And I think that's crucial. Like once you've had made that decision, it's like and committed to it. In, I guess it goes hand in hand with committing to it. You actually have to commit to yourself in terms of checking into yourself constantly. And that's something I've been doing a lot more of recently since I feel like I was going through a washing machine um, and I was like, I need to make like bring some more structure, calm the chaos, one would say. And that was a big thing is realizing how much our body is speaking to us energetically and physically, but not just our body, like as our mind and our body are one, but how that, like what's happening there is a representation of what's happening in your energetic field. And those together is a representation of what your kind of things you're going to manifest because you're in resonance with it. So you can be all in the energy field, but if you're not, also checking in with yourself physically they're linked like they're one I have no idea where that came from but it just kind of (laughs) you kind of it was perfect because we've kind of come full circle again Mm. because that was one of the things we're really starting with was sort of those changes to our environment and you know really checking in with your body because it's I mean your body is actually showing you where you are out of alignment energetically. I mean, it's always showing you. Even like I always think I I find kinesiology and, you know, Chinese medicine and all of those kind of um, ways of looking at the body so incredible and so accurate. Uh, Louise Hay, another beautiful example of that kind of thing. Like your body is actually always speaking to you. And even in the case of you bumping your toe or your ankle or, you know, in those kind of cases, you know, cutting your finger, like there's actually a message there for you. And it's where you're out of alignment, you know, with your spirit and with, you know, true resonance with where you're supposed to be. Yeah, we do. We forget about our body a lot. And it is one of those things that, again, without, you know, you don't even have to look at any of the modalities. If you actually just are slow enough and conscious enough and in the present moment enough to actually hear and feel and commune with your body, I mean, really, that's, we are our own healers. We are, it's, it's just always communicating with us. And even without knowing any of the connections between the the body and, um, emotions and the chakra system and all of that really just sitting with the body and being in that moment I mean just like a couple of months ago I was like running into running around the house like a crazy person just trying to get stuff done and I banged my ankle or like that the door like caught my ankle as I was like walking like running past and straight away I stopped and I was like right but with even without even checking in with it, I was like, I'm going too fast. I'm not in the present moment. I'm not even here. I'm not even in my body. 
I love as well how you said the door caught my ankle instead of my ankle caught the door. <laughs> it's like it could have been both. The wall might have been wanting you to uh, like We're connected because, to everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah. They were talking. The other day I was looking outside to the window like after meditating and I was kind of picturing the tree branch as like my limb and I was like... <laughs> I don't know, connecting with it in this really strange way. And it was sort of this consciousness shift, which happens a lot for me, of this real sense of we are truly connected to everything. I mean, that's how I sort of speak to the spirit of everything. I mean, there was one time when my consciousness shifted so much, I was literally communing with furniture in my friend's house. Like I could tell, I was like, this seat is grumpy. Like it doesn't look like it's sat on. And she was like, that's so funny. No one ever sits on that seat. And it's, yeah, it's like, it's like this really, you know, beautiful like interaction of like, you know, spiritual things. But, you know, coming back to the body, like your body, you know, it has this, this way of communicating with you. And if you're not listening, it gets louder and louder and louder (laughs) until you listen. It's like a multi-layer message. There's like that physical. Mm -hmm. Yes. I had a really sore back the other week and I know, I don't know, I have my theories of why (laughs) physical, certain physical chemical emotional stresses and me neglecting my body. Um, Hence why I realized it was like a, a, a painful <laughs> wake up nudge to remind me to to you need to do something about this it can't just be like just go 100 miles an hour and stop at 100 you know anyway but the multi-layer is kind of like yes there's a physical thing what's actually structurally happening that my chiropractor explains to me <laughs> but then there's that layer of where the intention's needed in your body and it's sometimes not always in that one spot. Like, for example, in network spinal analysis, um, there can be other points that um, need to be woken up for that to also be communicated or you can use other points of the body um, and forces in other points of the body to direct it to where to kind of connect your brain body that's kind of just a really rough my example of working with um, an NSA chiropractor for about three or four years so (laughs) don't quote me on it but then there's that other layer so that's like where you physically need an energy uh, like um, attention and then there's like energy where your energy needs attention so that's where the chakras and the like the meridians come into it from um, more eastern practices and then this is there's the emotional layer as well, which is like that again connecting you know physical parts of the body to emotions and how that shows up, which I haven't I don't have a wealth of knowledge on, but it's even talking to my Cairo and I was explaining things to her about what happened in my body and I, what I could link it to, and she was like, oh, just so interested. We just have chats about all these kind of amazing things, and she's really interested herself in learning how or in looking into how we physically hold on to emotions in our body because it's like how do you study that <laughs> like what the, there's reason that it's there's not much study there like <laughs> because it's freaking confusing it in this state of mind like in in our reality in this dimension <laughs> it's confusing to study 
Yes, I love that you brought that up because I was actually thinking about my process with my own healing, um, which I guess began, I mean, it was, you know, I guess we're always kind of healing and coming back to our clearest and most aligned version. But when, when I guess the most prominent part of my healing journey started was when I developed a cyst on my ovary. And, you know, as you know, there was a whole process that I went through with that, which I won't share here right now. But what I want to get to is, gosh, I think it was only, so I I think I I had the, the cyst in 2018. And I think it was only last year, late last year, that I had, uh, I was doing a lot of different energetic work and previous to that, there was dietary changes, you know, that, that there's a whole other story to that in itself. But it was so interesting for me because I started seeing my um, chiropractor here who is incredible. I actually, yeah, for those who don't know, I actually work out of his clinic now, but I was seeing him more regularly than I usually would like I was seeing him every week as opposed to you know once every fortnight or a month and then there was time and then it got to the point where I was seeing him twice a week and so what happened with that was there was sort of like this unraveling and shifting within me that was sort of instigated by um, these changes and what kept coming up and you'll understand this lingo and for those chiropractors out there (laughs) might understand my L3 and T3 were coming up all the time, like every time there was something else happening there. And I just, you know, straight off the bat was like, I want to know what chakra that's linked to and where there could be an energetic connection. And sure enough, if you look at the kind of organs that are linked to different parts of the spine, there was a connection to the throat chakra and the sacral chakra. And if, you know, without going too much into my journey, my healing journey, I mean, those were really the two kind of areas that were coming up the most through that journey with, with my PCOS. With, with PCOS not being, I will say, the root cause of that coming into play, you know, that's something I can go into another time. But what happened from there was it was as, it was as if I had shifted And this is where I started to get more interested about the science side of things as well, which I had previously, but this was really, I was like, I want to know it all now. I had shifted the energetics. I had shifted a lot of emotional stuff, you know, not just linked to my PC, so much kind of sacral chakra stuff, you know, speaking my truth, the courage around expressing my emotions, all of this kind of stuff. I'd done a lot of energy work. And then I had all of this energy, it was insane, all of this old energy that I almost had no label for anymore come up again, just randomly purge itself through my body after this session. So what happened was I I ended up seeing him three times in 24 hours and in the morning, I saw him early morning before he flew out again. And I just sat there and just cried. I had no sort of connection to the tears. Like I sort of had an understanding because I knew that we were working in that area. So I knew that that was coming up. And I guess my spirit knew exactly what was going on. But I was sort of in this space where I was just crying and my body was having this full on 
physical release and to kind of help with the integration I kind of lay down and did a bit of like work on my invisible body and had some really incredible things come through but afterwards like it was in I really felt this beautiful kind of balancing that sort of happened between like my masculine and feminine maybe even the left and right hemisphere of my brain I'm not sure I don't understand what really happened but something really deeply shifted I thought about it I was like this is so interesting because there was something still stored there or my body was still in a state of holding on even though I had shifted around the energetics and the emotional side of things. There was still something there in my body that still needed to be released and it was just this really interesting moment for me because I was like, wow, there's so many levels to this healing and maybe that was the journey spirit wanted to take me on you know maybe that was it was all divinely kind of orchestrated but it was this really yeah profound kind of moment where I was like there is just so many connections to releasing old stuff like it's really it's not just one layer there's so much to it not to say that I couldn't have shifted that physically without a chiropractor, but I think that we really do have these healers and this knowledge in the world to kind of facilitate this this healing. I'm an advocate too. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, I mean, chiropractic is energetics. I mean, we forget that. We are, it's working on the physical. I guess the missing component maybe with, chiropractic is that integration of like the emotional or like the I guess the conscious integration of the emotions attached to what's being released that's like a subconscious conscious yeah connection and I know some chiropractors who I can think of one or two that are good with that and it takes like conversation after treatment about Mm -hmm. what actually has come up but yeah, it's not it's not always the center of it. But I, from what I have experienced from market research <laughs> and other, that most chiropractors, especially from their study, understand it, mm. but are more focused on the physical modality of it. But they understand the holistic side of life, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's, I mean, it comes back to that point, like everyone's kind of shifting and realigning themselves in their own way. And there's all these different ways to go about it. And I mean, that's, I think that's going to be the beauty of like the next, you know, 50 onward years of, you know, the health and healing world is there's going to probably be this kind of collaboration that will start to happen and kind of combining of information and, yeah, diving diving into things that we haven't before, you know, that kind of Aquarius innovative energy of uncovering and unpacking stuff that I guess in the past we've kind of compartmentalised in a way. Like there's so much in this world that we don't understand in the brain, in our body, in our cells, like we were talking about. I want to be able to study how like emotions shift our body physically and how we hold them and like study when people make a decision and change their life, what happens. There's so much we don't understand. And I've realized that a lot through studying medical science, that a lot of the study is to understand the body so that you can understand processes so that you can then 
manipulate those processes with drugs or other things. It's not how do I understand this to enhance my body. It's how do I be a mechanic? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but why I say that is there's so much, I've realised how much there is that we don't know, that we know we don't know, as well as what we don't know that we don't know. And and I was just like, whoa, there's just like crazy. And I was like, the concept of higher power, God, universe, and science actually marries up perfectly because that higher power is, I want to say smart, but that's a human term. (laughs) Insert (laughs) a term that encapsulates that, that like there is like you say, universal law behind it. But there's so many things that are like happening in our body, like something might shift physically. Like I said, that mm-hmm. something might happen in our body and it could be a metaphor for us to change things. It, it, it can be like an energy shift as well. But for us to feel that pain, there's something physical happening. But it's like, why did that happen? And it's like, you know, it's like what you take of that. It's like when you do working with people and whether it's like whatever's real or not, it's like conscious brain's version of symbolising something so that you can make that change. That's the most important part. And just realising that there's so much we don't understand, but there's so much like I want to say it's like it's like you said, it's like there's a miracle that, could be defined if we actually were smart enough to know how to define it, but we're not we're looking at the big picture. I, this will be something that I'll definitely be doing some episodes about is the original way, you know, the Aboriginal Australians and their law that has been, you know, really all but lost through everything that's happened. It's, it's not really held by many people anymore. I mean, this is, as you were speaking, I was just seeing, like, it was so funny, like the energetics of the holographic universe, like the macro to micro, and you were saying how something shifts in your body and then I was sort of seeing shifts of the planet and, like, the seasons and, the, like, a tree falling down and, like, sort of this kind of, you know, like on a cellular level, this kind of reflection which is really actually what is happening, this reflection of all that is within our body. I mean, how many times do you see people say, I'm feeling this right now, I'm going through this, I'm thinking about this, and like 80 other people, you know, you put out that 80 other people are going through the same thing. Like it's insane, but it's not. Like mm-hmm. you said, there's actually science. Well, do I want to say science? There's law behind it. I know, it. yeah, is because science is our human version of understanding things. You know, that's just like I guess it is. There's a there's probably a scientific explanation for it, but that's just based on the fact that science is looking at how things work and why they work that way. But, you know, again, human version of. Yes, there's a law behind it. This is, a, this is a whole other topic in itself. 
I feel like we could dive into this so much. Setting it up. (laughs) Even after we finish this. Um, But yes, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I just love that. Yeah, how your mind works and how this had absolutely no direction but the most perfect direction ever. We had little bits of direction, remember the point of finger? I mean, every, every word was a new direction and we owned it and we went with it. I love that. I love that. This is the work of Gemini and Sagittarian in action. And for those people, like once I put this out there, like for those people, how can they find you? You can find me on most platforms. <laughs> now let's list the platforms. <laughs> no. um, best connected on probably Instagram because I'm more, most active there. And my name is E-L-I-S-E-P-O-W-L-E-Y. Just that. It's just my name. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for that. And um, if we don't do another whole episode now, we definitely will in the future yeah thank thanks you for having me thanks for messaging me so welcome i love impromptu stuff Woo. yes you do <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. bye bye